Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. So tonight, for a little bit, what we're going to do is we're going to light two candles in the season that we're in, which is Advent. Advent is all about preparing yourself, not just preparing gifts. How many know that God's more interested in you as a gift than he is about the things you buy that are so temporal? How many know that tonight you're a gift? I'm wondering who you're giving it to, the things that are temporal or things that are eternal? That's a pretty good stopwatch moment right there. It's so easy to give ourselves to things that that are here and gone. And then you've got to reorganize yourself to prepare to give yourself again because times have changed. I, I believe you need to always be up to date, but I think you also should know, where am I giving what he gave to me? Hmm. I was listening to T.D. Jakes early this morning, and he said, we need to be reminded that we're not our own. How many know that we think we are? I'm talking about the world. I'm talking about the church. You have been bought with a price. Somebody paid for that gift you're carrying, and that person is Jesus Christ. So tonight, I need a volunteer who would like to come up and light our first candle. Our first candle I dealt with several weeks ago, yes? Remember what it was? It was the gift of prophecy. Jesus wasn't just wrapped in swaddling clothes. I was in the district office today and had a chance to share a nugget because a nugget was being shared with me. And I, so I asked the question because, you know, it's fun doing that with education. And I said, uh, so why, how was Jesus wrapped? And uh, the individual said he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. I said, and what layer? And he said, okay, where are you going? And I said, well, beyond what he was wrapped in, what was he wrapped in? And since all of you remember that night when I spoke on this, you know that he was wrapped in what? He was wrapped in prophecy. And I turned to this particular uh, leader in our district, and I said, do you know that what he was wrapped in, you and I are wrapped in it too? Prophecy. Jesus did not come by mistake. Joseph could run the the, the race that he had to run in regards to being with someone who is about to be ridiculed because when the word got out that she was not pregnant by a man, how many know that's a little different? Just a little different. He handled it because there was a prophetic word that came to him. How many know that God would love for you to open up your gift so you could receive the prophetic word of the Lord? Ooh, this is good. But see, most Christians are clothed in church entity, not Christ. So tonight, I want you to unveil, open up your temple. How many know he did that from the cross? He opened up the temple The veil was torn in two, top to bottom, so that we could enter. Isn't it amazing how he made possibilities for us that we could enter the Holy of Holies, but we keep a closed closet towards him? 
God would love to enter tonight the gift that he bought. Whoa, the Spirit of the Lord is here. And he would like for us to know that we are wrapped in what his son was wrapped in, and that was a prophetic word. Every one of you should be open to the prophetic word of the Lord. Otherwise, I'm going to say what you have said in your own quiet, private moments, at least in the thought level. This book will become very boring if you don't understand prophecy. But when you know that it's a prophetic book, gosh, I wish the Beatles could have understood that. They wouldn't have said some of the things that they said many years ago. This book will outlast us. Did you know that? Did you know that this book is settled in heaven? Did you know that? And by the way, I hope I don't offend anyone because that's not my intention. I'm not going to go as far as some would go and say it will be in the King James Version. Really? Are you that serious? It wasn't written in the King James Version, in the original translation. What I'm talking about is the word is settled forever in heaven. Did, did you hear this before? Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass. Book, but the book doesn't move. We moved. Uh, sometimes when kids have to come to the office, which is I'm finding in December is a lot more than I'd like. Like I would love to be able to tell you how many have been escorted out for the month of December, but some of you would drop your chin and go, you got to be kidding me. And when they come in, they come in knowing already how the guidelines are, but they want to know if we could change some things. Could, could we make a deal? You remember the show, Let's Make a Deal? That's what we do also with the book. It's already written out how it's going to be. Prophecy all over the book of Revelation. Now, you can start praying about it, but it's not going to change it. Man, you've got to be crazy. But we don't see ourselves as kids in the kingdom going, Father, did you really mean it that way? Let, let me explain it to you. I think you meant this. <laughs> You've never done that? Well, sure we have. His book is settled in heaven. You know why? Because he's sitting on the throne. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory and it was the glory of the only begotten. The word is settled because he's settled. And he would love to have the right of way. By the way, he will not engage you if you're not open. All he's asking for is will you open up the tabernacle, the way he opened up the temple, will you allow him to come in to me as a minister of the gospel how people want the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but then they want to supervise those. Let me explain it to you this way. It's amazing how teachers know how they want their classrooms to operate and to flow, but when the kids come in, they want to turn it upside down. They want it to be the way they want it to be. Is there anybody here still? I look at that and I go, wow, that's amazing. And then the Holy Spirit begins to speak and say, you do the same thing sometimes in the kingdom. I've given you these gifts and I've given you these talents and I've given to you prophetic words, but then you want to be the supervisor over those I think it's the role of the Holy Spirit to be the supervisor. How many know that we're all going to report to the Holy Spirit one day? 
who will be instilled in the person of Jesus Christ. We will give an account. Let me explain it to you this way. And I don't mind using his name because he's a solid believer in the kingdom. Today was my formal evaluation before Dr. Winnett. I had to give an account for last year's work at the school. Where are you tonight, Pastor? Right in God's word, getting ready to light the first candle, which is all about, come on, say it with me, prophecy. I was hearing someone Sunday afternoon, and it's okay. Everything that you hear may not be okay, so it was okay. But when I got done listening Sunday afternoon to something that someone said, I said, when you are wrapped, when you are wrapped up in the prophetic, when he has no desire to kick you out. Just because we, he's trying to teach me more and more. Don't even look at your notes sometimes. Don't even be concerned. I'm explaining to you this way. So when I was, um, I'll get back to. It's amazing how we try to manuscript everything that God. But when Robin and I have moments of intimacy, I don't have that all scripted. I just let it flow. Oh, now you're waking up. But it is amazing, isn't it? How God will birth things in you. We're getting ready to light a candle. And you know you're carrying something, but you're constantly going back to your script. When he says, I'm your supervisor, I've got this thing. All you got to do is walk by faith and not by sight. Well, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Listen, I'm not talking about violating studying because we're going to light candle number two and we're going to find out what that's his point. Amen? So I got the flow part. Did you all get I mean, how choppy would that be? Can I take just a moment? I didn't realize time. Why does time fly when I get into these kind of moments? Flow of an intimate moment. You're not going back and say, just a second, let me see. Now I got to hold your hand like this. I got to put my arm. You got to be kidding me. She just kind of gave me a little push like get on out of there. Yeah. When two hearts beat as one, you, you don't need to go looking for some text. You just let it flow. No, 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 no. You think it's all about the physical? When his heart and your heart is connected by the Holy Spirit, you just let it flow. Otherwise, you got stuff that's choppy everywhere. What's the issue? We want to be the supervisor of all the gifts he's placed in us because we really don't know, do we, that we've been wrapped in prophecy just like Jesus was. Somebody prayed over you before you got here where you are tonight. I don't mean tonight's service. Where you are right now, there have been people that have been praying for you. You won't know who all those people are until you get home. You want to know why we're in a mess in our nation? Because we've put prayer on the back shelf in the church. And we're not too much into fasting either. Because now my flesh has got to submit to the... What? What? Now my flesh has got to submit to the Holy Ghost. And I've told him I'm the supervisor. I, I, I know we're having a frank conversation with him tonight, but that's what he's hearing from us. 
I'll let you know when I need to pray. I've never said that. Listen, it's not what you say, it's what you do. I remember hearing this many years ago. That's why it's important to be able to go back so you have something today. Otherwise, you're going to buy what Washington says. But see, I don't buy what Washington says. I don't even buy what a lot of things say in the church because if it's not here, it's not relevant. Nor is it eternal. It's not even eternal. Hold on now. A year ago, I saw my youngest brother go home to be with the Lord. Just in November, I saw my mother leave and go home to be with the Lord. This is only to be able to light these candles tonight and to be able to walk out of here saying Advent. Man, people that walk in Advent, there this morning that came over me, he said, have you seen Stephon Curry? I said, a little bit, because they beat the Cavaliers. Darn. In other words, he's so smooth. It's like there's no effort. It's silky. That's how Jesus was. It was everybody else around him that was. You have studied the word, have you not? It wasn't Jesus that was struggling by being smooth and silky. Because he said, let me, let me bring it into context. He said, I only do what I see my father do. That's prophecy. And I only say what I hear my father Say, a lot of the things that we're saying and doing has no relevance to eternity. I'm not talking about this house. I'm talking about our lives. Had a young man today. I'm, I'm, is anybody connecting with anything right now? Because, I mean, it's hot up here. You, no? Okay. So be it. That isn't going to change anything, but I just wanted to see. I had a young man today who said, you know what? Just send me home. Man, that lit my fire. These kids live on an edge because they were taught well, were they not? That's where most adults live, on the edge. Cross me and I'll show you. I'll never forget what my dad said. That was way back. He said, if you want to see the power of the cross, just cross somebody. And they'll let you know the cross is not operating. So he said to me, he said... Just send me home. Well, that was all I needed. So I just pulled my chair up right where he was because the door was right over there. We have runners. Somebody asked me recently, I'm a sports. We just aren't in the paper. And I knew if I didn't sit there with what I was about to do, he was going to be one of my sprinters. Jesse Owens, great athlete in the Olympics. Adolf Hitler and said, just because I'm black, just because I'm African American, you can't scare me away from the Olympics. In fact, I'm a doggish thing. And he set, I think, four records which thoroughly upset Adolf Hitler. You talk about you're going against the current, that's going against the current. And so I thought to myself, how do I want this? And so I set my chair right there, and I went to another level. None of you have seen that level. I went to another level, and I began to ring his bell. And when I was done, he said, you know, I think I'm going to stay here. I turned it up as hot as I could because I was trying to capture him to let him know you were valuable. 
There are gifts and talents inside of you, but if you do what you've always seen everybody else do in your life, flow out of you. And then you have to go out into the streets and see if you can recover what you lost in a moment of foolishness. Come on now. Man, I don't know if I could handle that. Well, then how well are you handling the Holy Spirit when he pulls a chair up inside you? And he says, we're going to have a hard conversation right here. I'm the supervisor of the tabernacle. That's, that's all he asked me. I'm the super. What are you doing in this tabernacle? Don't you know you've been bought with a price? Therefore, what you need to be doing is glorifying the one you have not yet seen because you were created in his image and before the foundations of the world, he captured you and brought you in before you got here. So much for our country and the concept of working your way to heaven. Somebody should walk out of here tonight feeling totally covered. Let me explain it to you this way. I don't need a lot of blankets. You probably can tell that. I mean, because my engine is on. So when I go to sleep, I don't need all, I don't need swaddling clothes. You know where I'm going, don't you? I am married to a great lady that she loves to be like Jesus. She loves, oh yeah, covered. And I'm over there burning up. And I'm kicking it, get that off of me. Both dimensions are good. Because she appreciates, she was called before I met her. And then hearing the message by the Lord, he brought us together. I didn't have to go there and go here, Lord. That's crazy. But I need something to walk beyond the swaddling clothes of the comforts of... Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. All the comforts of this world. We, the church are more concerned that we're in in the eyes of others than we're in the eyes of the... Oh, Holy Spirit. Than we are in the eyes of the Father. You're in, but we're, we're so self-conscious of everything here around us in the natural, we don't even understand the prophetic overflow that's all over our lives. And sometimes... We almost kind of stay away and we stray away from those who can help us unlock the gifts that have been there before we arrived. I'll use it this way. I'm going to ask for someone to come and light the first candle. Freaking out right now because where's the wreath and where's the the round circle and where are the right colors that it's normal and natural. That's what people freaked out about Jesus. Because they expected for him to be just like everything they'd already seen. But they had never seen the Father. So when they saw him, it was something new. When people see you, do they see something new? Dr. Wynette said to me today in my formal evaluation, you should, be, you should be here by now. He said, I only have one question as we wrap this up. He said, do you still have a light? I didn't sit there. That would not be the time to act like I didn't know what he was talking about. I wonder sometimes when we're in the presence of the Lord, we act like, that is not the time to do that. That's the time to open. He asked me again, he said, 
I just want to know, do you still have the light? And I said, the passion for the students has not been depleted in my life. The light is brighter now than it's ever been. And he said, and I quote, he said, when I was principal here at the old hilltop, he said, when I came back at the fall festival, are you with me right now? He said, I still had in my mind what the kids were like when I was here. Oh, Spirit of God. And he said, when I walked on the campus back in November and you were out of town, he said, I realized that they had changed. He said, the need is greater now than ever. I know you're wondering, where in the, what is he, where did he go? I'm right here. I'm right here and so is the Spirit of God. The needs are greater in this community than we've ever seen. And we're going to have to do things that we've never done before so that those that have never seen him can see him in us because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world and the light of the gospel dwells in you and you should not hide it. Amen. Give the Lord praise in this place. So I need someone who feels like me. Look at that. I don't like all the blankets either. I, may, that may not be you. Um, but, but what I want is I want more than swaddling clothes. You know how to do it. Joshua wasn't moving real quick for me. Isn't that amazing? <clears throat> I'm going to leave that one alone because I was going to go somewhere. So I said, man, son, we got to light you up a little bit. He said, okay, okay. In the morning, sometimes when he doesn't want to get up, I'm of the Holy Ghost. And so sometimes in the evening, specifically tonight, see, you've got to be unveiling yourself to capture this. To speak specifically and directly to him. And those that were here know that he did. And that was not put together in the back room where I'd say to the speaker of the morning, what I need for you to do at the end is this. I have been around those kind of things. And that's what turns off people and puts them back behind the veil with their gifts on the inside. And I don't blame them. So now we see that prophecy started before he arrived and prophecy is on your life too. But for just a few moments, and I don't know if we can extend the Christmas season, but how many know that Christmas really didn't, he really wasn't born on December the 25th. So I could take this on into January, daily preparation for it. The second Advent candle is all about, listen, preparation for the coming of Jesus Christ. I know, I know. Intellectually, you're saying, you know, yo, yo, he's already come. We know that historically, but has he come to dwell deep within your life? Well, I'm saved. I didn't ask you that. Nor is he. That's why the church is sound asleep. And Paul wrote about Christians who were asleep, and he wasn't talking about sleeping as in they had gone from this life. They were actually asleep in the light. So it was a great report that I could give to Dr. Winnett today and to let him know I am not asleep 
and my light is bright and it will continue to burn and they can't wear me out because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And that should be also your motto. There is nothing that he sends against me that can do any tarnish to the gifts he's placed in me because they were there before I met, met them. Ah, I've been around this thing a few years and I want to tell you something. Some people go into hibernation when they get around other people because they don't have those gifts or they don't want to unveil their gifts and they want you to put your gifts away. Let me tell you something. You were in before they came into your life. Ah, but the Apostle Paul said, we have a decision to make. Will we be God pleasers or will we be men pleasers? And Peter rallied and said, no, 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 no. God forbid, we must please the Lord. Gifts that you carry are not to be manifested and demonstrated in here. It's got to be out there. Are you really serious about going to the streets? I said, absolutely. I said, I'm there and I'm willing. Uh, Back in the day when LeBron James was in Akron at the high school level, he challenged his coach to put teams on the schedule that would be bigger, badder, and tougher than Akron Central, the Catholic school that he was a part of. And and because he wanted to find out what he had, was it equal to the test? You're equal to the task because the prophetic word has been placed over your life. So before we close, and that might be within five minutes, everybody good? I'd love to be able to do this. I wish I could take the time tonight and go, and what's going to be your takeaway? What's your takeaway? What's your takeaway? What are you walking out of here with? Because, man, listen to me. We've had a full day, and you were willing to come in here? God didn't ask you to come in here and sit down and be quiet. God's asking you to come alive. God's inviting you to step up and really, truly know that you're wrapped in a prophetic world that's beyond this natural world. and that you have been given gifts. No, I'm not a reader. I am a seer. Be careful getting around people and say, can you find my gift? Man, the Holy Spirit will help you find that gift. What are you talking about? Because all you're doing right there is elevating a person to be above you. Oh, not beside you. (laughs) We all long for leaders, but you only need one. And that would be the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Well, I I, I really really, didn't come into the kingdom for that. (laughs) You didn't choose him. He chose you. He chose me. Sprint against God. Because when you get there, he was already there waiting on you. Hello. Think that you're a modern day Jonah. You know what? This is enough for me tonight. That's it. Start, go wherever you're going, but when you get there, he's there. And because you're his, he's going to be talking to you on the front end. Hopefully not doing anything on the back end. I know you don't want to hear that either, but the Bible says that if he never disciplines you, you are a bastard. You're going, that's it, he cussed again. That was in God's word too, by the way. So, you know, when I'm out of line, I want God to show up. I'm almost finished. When I'm out of line, I want my father to show up and give me a little something, something to let me know I'm his. I I tell the kids all the time, once you leave this campus, it's your mama. But when you're here, I'm all that. I'm all of that. Your future. Do you know that God is looking at your future tonight? Scripture's been all over this tonight. 
Watch this. We're ready to light the other candle. It's a purple candle. That will make others feel better now that they realize, whoa, he's kind of come back in on the advent. He's going to at least use one of the colors. Jesus didn't do it on purpose except because he was in obedience to his father. He drove the religious people into raging fits of anger because he was constantly upsetting the apple cart. He was constantly up. But he was only doing it because he was trying to show them the thing you're trying to build and the kingdom that's already established, they're not matching. Hey, oh, la shotgun. Let me go to the classroom. Almost finished. Can, can, are you there? Are, are you sure you're here for just a moment? Listen, kids have an innate desire to upset the apple cart in classrooms. One of the things I've learned under the leadership of Mr. Hastings is this. I remember when he said it to me at Chiefland High School. He said, Coach Weber, he said, I can come into your classroom and put that in order, but what's going to happen the moment I leave? He said, the management is on your end. That's where the Holy Spirit comes to dwell and sit upon the throne of our hearts so that he begins to manage things that we have no control over because it's all about that, isn't it? I think the man of God who spoke here Sunday said, if the enemy had truly known who Jesus was, he would have pulled that card. The worst day in his history was when the blood began to flow. Because now earth, Father, help me to wrap up. You see your people. Because earth was now hit with covenant blood that was going to be placed on the throne and oh, what a difference it makes when heaven connects to earth. And then the great dividends take place when earth begins to touch heaven and then all of a sudden we can live in Advent beyond December the 25th. With this we close. While we've been sitting here maybe struggling a little bit to stay focused and to be right in here in the moment, I want you to know that in Syria and in, oh my God, he's going outside. And in other countries, they understand preparation and there are countries that are preparing to bring down the United States of America. And God's people do not understand the importance of being prepared with the prophetic so that we can absolutely destroy the strongholds that the enemy, we must be prepared in such an hour as this. If I was a young buck again and not married with what's going on, I believe I could just sign up. Because they might take me out. She's already heard this before. They might take me out, but I'm going to give me a bunch. A host of them. Oh, you're really radical. The kingdom of God is radical. People sacrificed everything for us to be where we are today. And we think, long as we don't have to make any sacrifices, everybody's going to leave us alone. They're coming. Darkness is approaching. And the thing that will break it is the power of the Advent season. Man, my God, the Holy Spirit is here. The power of the Advent season in the body of Christ can absolutely cause the blood to flow fresh and anew all over this country. 
the hour's late, and we can't change the prophetic word of the Lord. Whoa, I'm right back where I started tonight. The prophetic word of the Lord that's going to take place in the book of Revelation. But while I have breath, I better be praying and interceding for this nation. And it all starts with Advent. When we understand I am prophetically wrapped in His word and I am preparing myself every day for whatever the onslaught is, I will not be caught off guard. I wonder this evening as we close and I'll give you one scripture that you may have been wondering, where are, where's God's word tonight? It's been all the way through these moments. Who would like to come and light that second candle saying, not only my life, not only my house, but this house, we will be on alert. We will be prepared at any moment. Whew. May I connect this for you tonight as he lights the candle. Are you ready? <clears throat> Those who understand that they have been clothed in the prophetic they will always be prepared for whatever the Spirit of the Lord sends. That's why the Apostle Paul could go to all the various lands that he went because he understood, I have the prophetic word of the Lord, I'm wrapped in it, and I'm preparing myself every day so that I can alert others at the hour in which they're living. With this, because I know you've heard me say it several times, Maybe you're sitting there tonight saying, quit teasing me that it's almost over. Teasing is not a cool thing. With this, we close. A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight paths for him. For every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight. The rough ways smooth, and all mankind will see God's salvation. Luke chapter 3, verses 4, 5, and 6. The call to duty tonight, from the Navy SEALs to the Air Force to the Marines. How many saw Army Navy over the weekend? Now that's okay. Those football players are soldiers. And they know that their career is not going on to the NFL right now. They're preparing for battle. God is trying to prepare the church. And he's asking us, let me stand over my granddaughter for a moment. He is asking us to make it straight for the next generation. He's asking us to smooth out the rough places for the next generation. He's asking us to unveil the salvation of the Lord. He's asking us to find the low places and fill it in. He's asking us to take crooked places. Somebody spoke about crooked and straight last Sunday. And it was in the afternoon. He's asking us who are seasoned in the Lord what is crooked, make it straight so it settles in the hearts of our young people. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. It's a blessed word. It's the eternal word. We are in the Advent season and we're asking that out of this house tonight will flow men and women who recognize I'm no longer in the swaddling clothes. I'm an adult. But there is a prophetic word setting down deep in my heart. And I'm going to align myself and be in agreement with the Holy Spirit. And where he leads me, I will follow. I'll go with him all the way. And Father, I pray tonight that... At Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. 
At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.